and welcome. Thank you for joining us with Goddess Gab. Today we have a special guest, Lori Burzak, and she is Carolina's matchmaker. Owner of Carolina's Matchmaker and known for her innovative matchmaking. She is a skilled recruiter, consultant, and coach. If you're looking for a genuine relationship, she's the one to go to. I'm so happy to have you here, and I'd like to introduce you to Carolina's Matchmaker. It's great to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. So welcome to Goddess Gab. We are a look into every woman's diary. And so today we're going to cover relationships. Uh, My first question kind of for you, Lori, is how have you seen dating in Charlotte kind of change in the past like five to 10 years? Mm -hmm. Well, what I've actually seen is that 10 years ago or so, people were very excited about online dating. It was kind of really hitting its, its, its peak, I think. And Um, I think that what's occurred since then is there's a lot of online dating fatigue. I think that people are worn out from date, from dating online. I think that they, um, feel like they are in a candy store initially, and then they just feel like there's too many people and they don't know how to sift through. And then they may have a bad experience with online dating and then they just shut it all down. Or if you're an attractive person, Um, or just even someone that looks very friendly to be online. Um, People get inundated, and then they don't know how to sort, and they don't know how to figure out who to meet, and so they just say, I can't handle this anymore. And then, you know, they get frustrated. So I think that that's one of the big things that has changed with um, the culture in the last 10 years or so. And I think also as a result of people being um, on their telephones all the time is people are not organically meeting people anymore just randomly. In, you know, the coffee shop line, people are staring at their phones. In the elevator, people are staring at their phones. You're walking through the hallways of an office building, people are staring at their phones. People aren't just talking anymore, just randomly talking. And then also, and we were talking about this earlier, Brittany and I, people aren't calling people anymore. They're only texting. So there's a whole form of communication that isn't happening anymore. And there is a lot that's lost in translation. And there's a lot of couples that I introduce to one another who are totally disconnecting because someone says something by text, it's misinterpreted. Nobody knows when does the conversation end? People get insulted when somebody doesn't reply back right away. I mean, there is so much to texting that we could write volumes and volumes about it. And it's just being done very ineffectively. And it's really the first time in in the world where people are communicating with the written word in as short a, a way of saying something as in, in as, as much of a succinct way um, and people aren't always that crafty with their words. Um, and the feeling and the emotion is lost. And that's what I feel about texting. So I think that all of that wrapped into one is how things have really evolved and changed in terms of the climate and the culture of dating in Charlotte and everywhere. I totally have to agree with you. Everyone's always texting. I sometimes mm-hmm. am guilty of texting, and so I try to call people sometimes. Mm-hmm. But you're right. It, it makes it a little impersonal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guys have any questions? Um, this is Chastity Nicole. Hello, Goddess Gab listeners. Mm-hmm. Missed you guys. Um, I mean, dating, would you... I mean, for me, I guess, because I'm, you know, the single girl, single girl. So with that being said, like, 
nowadays I kind of feel like dating is a job. Do you hear that mm-hmm. often? That it kind of, there isn't, like it's been a while since I've been super duper excited mm-hmm. about like going on a date. It's just kind of getting like routine. Do you yeah. get that a lot? I do, possibly? but I'll tell you the people that hire me to, to help them with matchmaking, um, <laughs> are really excited <laughs> about the dates that I send them on because they're good dates. They've been screened out and they've been um, researched. Well, yeah, you kind of take the easy workout. Yes. I mean, the hard workout and you yes. make it easier, right? Yes. Yeah, okay, and people okay. actually meet in real life in person and they actually sit down at a table and have dinner together and the man actually pays <laughs> and... People actually exchange phone numbers and don't so, Google each other ahead of time. So you mean to tell or me see you pictures. don't? You mean to tell me you don't? Uh, you know, set up Netflix and chill type <laughs> atmospheres. You mean to tell me that's that's not what we have going on here? No. Because you know that that's that's just you know who needs a steak, a lobster, and a glass of red wine in conversation <laughs> when you know we're all about fire stick texting and oh hey, goodness. I'll see you at the club. No, that yeah, just sounds we, awful. It it is. Yeah, <laughs> believe me it yeah. is and i'm i'm sitting here at viewers <laughs> listeners i'm sitting here looking at one of the most beautiful creatures oh, i have you. ever laid she eyes on me a creature <laughs> <laughs> she's beautiful she's you. beautiful and no, i can't so believe that she. she would ever have any issue finding a great guy we'll see the thing is i just i don't want to settle yeah and i'm not gonna come to your house and do netflix and chill no. and meet you at the club no. and da, 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 da. no so it's like like I don't think my standards are too high when I'm asking for what you just said. Mm-hmm. Call me. Mm-hmm. Let's go to dinner. Let's ha- let's talk until they you know want to kick us out of the restaurant. Whatever happened to stuff I don't like know. that? What happened to courting? Yes, Men that's exactly what it's courting called. Courting women. Yes, effort. Mm-hmm. Boom. There you go. My word for the mm-hmm. night. Effort. Yeah. Brittany H. Do you have anything you want to ask her? Um, so this is Brittany Panache, um, and I wanted to ask you a couple questions about your personal life. Okay. Um, so you're currently married. I am. And how did you meet your husband? I met my husband in college. We were both in undergraduate, um, school together. Um, we went to Emory University in Atlanta and we met actually fundraising for a nonprofit organization in town that raised money for Israel. It's an international organization. And so that's actually a neat segue from me to talk about my philanthropy dating. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. Tell Which, us more about Which um, is an event that I have usually quarterly where, where my company um, joins up with a nonprofit in town. Um, and we raise money. Every single dollar goes to the nonprofit. And I call it philanthropy dating because it gives people an opportunity to raise money and hopefully make friends, network, collaborate maybe date someone. There's always people exchanging phone numbers. There's always people going out on dates, even right after the philanthropy dating event. People go out for dinner. It's just a really neat way to kind of shift the energy and get people excited about raising money and meeting like-minded people who are open to um, collaborating on that level. And so I actually have one next week. um, And obviously this podcast is probably going to come out after that. But just if you go to my website, you'll see all the events that I have coming up. And we've raised over $13,000. Nice. Oh, wow. um, for and what's your website? Different nonprofits. Uh, carolinasmatchmaker.com is my website. So 
So definitely check it out. If you go to the events tab, you'll see all of my events that are coming up and past events and you can see photos and whatnot. So it's just a very chill kind of an evening. But people walk into a room and it's filled with single people that are interested in philanthropy and um, socially conscious people. Nice. So it's a really nice group of people. That's really cool. You talked about energy. And sorry, mm -hmm. this is Brittany on the mic, uh, Brittany Bogues. But uh, you talked about energy. So mm -hmm. I kind of want to shift it to what if you are one of those people that you're um, kind of shy? I'm loud and I'm mm -hmm. all over the place, but I have a lot of friends that are kind of shy. Mm -hmm. So what would you kind of suggest to them as tips to kind of get a little more active and ready to mingle? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, sometimes people that are shy really need to kind of settle into themselves and feel very comfortable with who they are before they go out. So sometimes people that are shy have a little bit of social anxiety. Um, and I think that what's really good for social anxiety is to be very still and just to, you know, do a, do a, a short meditation, some breathing exercises and just sit quietly and really just whatever you connect to universe god whatever it is just say a little a little prayer or just just try to manifest into your being that i am going to feel comfortable when i go out i'm going to meet interesting people um, set the bar, set your expectations down. So don't say to yourself, I'm going to go meet my husband or my wife tonight. Just think, I'm going to go out and I'm going to connect with a human being tonight. Or I'm going to be doing something where um, I am helping raise money for a nonprofit organization. Or I'm going to go on a hike with this meetup group and I'm going to see um, beautiful earth and smell the flowers and, and hear the birds. And as long as you're not um, expecting the, you know, rainbows and 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 you know, uh, pot of gold at the end of it, um, I think that it's it's very reasonable to just relax and enjoy the experience. Um, I, we were talking about mirror work earlier, Brittany and I, and she's familiar with it. Where, and it sounds really kind of strange and corny, but look at yourself in the mirror and say, I love you. Say, I'm, uh, you're beautiful. Like tell yourself, you know, stroke, you know, that inner child in you needs, cause everybody, listen, everybody's got baggage. Everybody's mm -hmm. got issues. Everybody's got something that went down in their past that they're holding on to that makes them a scared kid inside. And maybe, you know, people that have some social anxiety, they may have some trauma, that they've gone through in their life that has caused this to bubble up for them and they walk into a room and they feel anxious and they don't know who they're going to connect to. Another great thing to do is to bring a wingman or a wingwoman with you to an event. Mm -hmm. um, but no matter what it is, if, thing, if these things are bubbling up, acknowledge it, say, okay, I, I, I feel anxious right now. I'm feeling a little nervous and, and that's my body trying to protect me. Okay, so thank you, body, for trying to protect me. And I'm going to acknowledge you. And then I'm going to say, why don't you go sit over there on that plush couch? Because I'm here to have fun. And I don't want to feel this way. I don't mm -hmm. want to feel anxious and nervous. I don't want this to ruin my evening out. And that's what you can do. You can talk to your feelings. You can talk to your body. It, your body is trying to protect you. But sometimes we don't need protection in certain situations. But your body is like in fight or flight mode. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's um, like fear holding you back. Yeah, don't let fear hold you back. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I always say fear and faith can't live in the same place. Yes. Thank you. I agree 100%. Yeah, I yeah, love that. Yes, I say breathe 
breathe faith in, breathe fear out. Yeah, that's, that's a good. really nice little mantra to go in if you're, as you're walking along to your to your event or whatever you're going to be going into. I do have another question for you. This Chastity Nicole here. Um, so, what would be because I I honestly I look at okay levels of not even to say desperation okay mm-hmm. so I've had my parents ask me why don't you get on like you know eHarmony or <coughs> Christian Mingle <laughs> yeah. I'm like um, first of all yes I am a Christian but Christian Mingle I, I, I don't know if that's that will work out for me mm-hmm. eHarmony um, the forum is too long and I have a full time <laughs> job mm-hmm. I'm not applying to college like that's too much work mm-hmm. um So I guess after that, the next step would be matchmaking. And I'm pretty sure, you know, you people hear people say all the time, okay, well, I'm not that desperate yet. Or because that's how I feel about Mm eHarmony. But I feel like if I have to pay to find love, like Mm -hmm. what breaking point, like what what's usually people's last straw to contact you? A lot of people that hire me, first of all, I don't want to work with anyone that's too anxious. Like, this is my last ditch effort. I'm going to have to hire. And I've had people before, like, signing the contract. I can't believe I'm doing this. Right. Well, it's hard. No, it's hard I don't want to work with you. Because like you said, chivalry's kind of yeah. dead. I mean, like, yeah. People that hire me are people who have tapped out their networks. Mm-hmm. They, um, they can't, some, some of them cannot be online because they've got positions like C-level executive positions, gotcha, especially okay. the women. They don't want their, their, the, the people below them yeah, in yeah. terms of the, the hierarchy at the company mm-hmm. seeing that they're online. Right. Shows a little bit of vulnerability. I oh, mean, you yeah, can always go into standard. Yeah. You can go into privacy setting, setting with a lot of these, um, um, online dating sites. But, um, when you go in privacy setting, people don't see you so they can't seek you out so it's kind of like a a catch-22 with that situation you're just there yeah exactly so the people that hire me have tapped out their networks Um, a lot of the times you know if they're a little bit older they've got kids from a previous marriage sometimes they haven't dated in a really long time Mm -hmm. the online dating thing isn't working for them because it feels too superficial for different Mm -hmm. reasons and the other things that we said before um, they're not meeting the quality of people that they're looking That's for. They're point. meeting people. They're dating. They're always dating different people, but just haven't found somebody that's really with substantial substance. with substance. <laughs> and um, and sometimes women will hire me because they're like really excited to move on with the next phase in their life. And you know, men and women hire mm-hmm. me uh, for the same reason because they want, they want to have kids. And um, you know, they're in their early thirties and they're excited about moving on to the next phase and they and they're frustrated and they're seeing all their friends getting married and having kids and they're like what is going on um have i missed the boat um i have to think of a more creative way to meet someone and that's when they hire me and so i like to say to people i am a consultant a coach and um you know a screener basically so um, when I, you know, I run background checks on people, that makes people feel safe. Oh, Lord, have mm-hmm. mercy. If that could have saved me, what, yeah, sometime seriously. last oh, yeah. year, that would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. But speaking of hire, because I'm pretty sure, you know, when people hear that word and hire a matchmaker, what would it run a girl like me to find love through you? Well, I have just a ballpark. Yeah, I have. How do you work that out? So, first of all, you can always be in my database for free. Oh. 
if a guy hires me that I think would be a good match for you, I could call you up and interview you at that point. It's like MLS for real estate. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get invited to my parties. I've got my newsletter. I mean, there's no guarantee you're going to meet someone when you're mm-hmm. in just the database, but that's sort of like base level. You can hire me for 90 minutes. My how to be your own matchmaker um, program where you come and sit down with me. We're going to talk for 60 minutes. I'm going to give you assignments like the doctor gives you a prescription. <laughs> Six weeks later, we're back back in my office. You know, People have either tried the things out and things are working or they haven't done anything and they're, they're chastising themselves. And sometimes at that point, they're like, you know what? Maybe I should hire the matchmaker. I'm not doing it on my own. Mm-hmm. And, you know, doing the same thing, t- definition of insanity, mm-hmm. obviously, yes. expecting a different result. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's hired, you know, and then I have different programs um, for people hiring me. And we, you know, we could work something out. And that's what I say to everyone. Come on in. Let's figure it out. <laughs> I, I just kind of felt like she was staring through my soul. And, you know, I, I told you before. I was asking for my friend. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Your friend. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Okay, so I have a question. Yes. Have you ever met someone where you just cannot work with them? They're not dateable. Yes, like they refuse to change. They don't do the homework. They don't, they're not open-minded. You're like, girl, you deserve to be single. (laughs) I've met a lot of people that sometimes they, sometimes they'll even hire me and they'll say that they'll be open to coaching, but they're not. They don't want to really hear what's going on. And sometimes that's what's blocking them from finding someone. But I usually I usually get through to people and I've you know, I've been doing this for almost twelve years now. So I kind of know when someone is gonna be too difficult a client or that things aren't gonna work out in advance. But sometimes I don't. And that's hard. Yeah. Well, obviously you've been really successful in what you do and you've matched a lot of people. So my question coming from a relationship is what are some maybe reoccurring traits or something that you see um, in those successful relationships that you've matched? Mm -hmm. So what I see are people that are communicating effectively, even on just the little minutia things. Mm -hmm. Like my husband, it's like he calls me midday to see how I'm doing like during his lunch break and then he calls me on his way home to see what's for dinner does he need to pick anything up he knows me really well at this point obviously and then you know we're just communicating about different things throughout the day and I think that that's a key Um, I think that mutual respect is Mm -hmm. really important obviously in a relationship Um, I think that um, we were talking earlier about expectation and yeah. how unmet expectation is the singular reason that a lot of times people get divorced. So really having very open dialogue, learning how to handle conflict. Mm. I mean, that's a yeah. biggie. And I've been talking to people a lot about that lately. People are scared to handle conflict. And I think that people, couples brush that under the rug so for so many years. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times that's often why people end up um, having affairs and sort of straying or just really disconnecting from their partner is because they are afraid to bring up the conflict for one reason or another because they think that that everything's just going to go along and everything will just work out because you're married. But guess what? Just because you're married does not mean it's going to work out forever. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. True. And it's really sad. And then and people learn and grow from, from divorces. Um, you know, I love working with people who have been divorced because – um, they, we can process what's occurred in their divorce and they can figure out red flags. They can figure out, um, what they're not looking for, for the next 
marriage and, and the next partnership. And I think that's really, really useful information to have. Um, in terms of other things that people should be looking for, a healthy, successful relationship is, you know, I always say, you know, don't go to bed angry. Mm-hmm. Um, don't walk out the door. That kind of falls under the, you know, handling conflict, um, conflict resolution inside a marriage. And um, and something that I've been working on personally is really trying to to think, how am I coming across to my partner? You know, if I was in his in in his body looking at me, is that what I'd like to see? So even like this evening, I thought I'm going to give him a hug and a smile before I go off to my podcast and Aww. and give and tell him how much I appreciate him and try to do something little to make him feel good because he's he's a wonderful person. And I think that when people get into long term relationships, they they forget to to show their partner how much they love them. And I think it's important to have date night. You know, put oh, that on yeah, the calendar, definitely. especially when you got kids and. Um, and you know, even if you're in a long-term dating relationship, date night and thinking about your partner, like in the early days when you were like, like excited, like, making cookies, I can't wait to get home. Like just thinking about your, your I'm guy all the time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's the little things. Okay. Shaving your legs. Yeah. That's a good thing. You know, you get comfortable. Yeah, you like do. cheese graters down there. That's hilarious. That's so true though. <laughs> Yeah, it's important to think about your partner as your boyfriend or your girlfriend, yeah. even later in life and later in the community, in the relationship. Yeah. Okay, so now that we've kind of done the interview portion of this podcast, uh, why don't we open it up for like, you know, just hot topics or just open discussion of things that you guys have been wanting to ask that are a relationship, you know? Oriented. Oriented, yeah. Um, I don't know. What can we talk about? This What's happened recently? I feel like... Uh, Tristan Thompson oh cheating on Khloe Kardashian. Kardashian. Oh, boy. Tell me about that. Because, you know, I'm off Instagram, so I miss everything. Brittany's and nobody sent scoop. me a text. I just caught up yesterday. Okay, so, so it started at first with footage coming out of him kissing some girl in the club in New York, right? Wait, this wasn't Jordy, though, right? His no, baby mama, because no. I saw an article... But speaking of Jordy, how you get them is how you lose them. This is true. (laughs) But then there was video footage coming out of him and a girl going to the hotel. They're coming back out the next day. He's holding the door open for her. Such a gentleman cheater, you know. (laughs) Then footage comes out of him and some club last year, like kissing two girls at once, motorboating the girls like Chloe. Please tell me y'all was broke up during this time frame. Oh, no. This is disrespectful. Of course not. Why would they be? And my thing is, it's such a setup because the video footage goes on for two days. But he's so... Okay, he's 26. She's 30, what, four? Something. No, Kim's 34. She's closer to our age. So let's say like 32, 33. So that's a good question with that topic because clearly he's in an immature mindset. And, I mean, you could, you could just tell that by the way they, they look around each other, right? So with that being said, like, do – when you are matchmaking people, mm-hmm. is it common that women want older men and men want younger women? Or nowadays is it vice versa because a lot of ladies are rocking the cradle nowadays. Girl, I'm a baby cougar. I admit it. My dude is like four years younger than me. But I'm telling you, he has an old soul. But see, that's good. And a lot of guys have been talking to me lately, and I'm like, ooh, I smell breast milk. I know I do. (laughs) And I'm like, how old are you? And they'll be like 24. And I'm like, 
I'm gonna do with you. <laughs> but some so of them are super mature. So yeah, back to that question. Yeah. I mean, what are you noticing? Like, what are you doing? Is your new matchmaking style now like, hey, these cougars is coming in strong? <laughs> you know. <laughs> I was talking to a guy today who was oh, he was so such a great guy, 36 years old. And I have a client who's 44, and I was like, I wonder, would you date a little bit older? And he said he would. And I was See, like, guys we got to think about that a little bit. They love it. It just depends on the guy. It yeah. really it, it's always younger. Is so unique. See, younger guys, I mm. feel like when they do date, mm. they got mommy issues. Like they're looking to fulfill some, just really? like girls when they look for older. Well, no, not to say your dude got mommy issues, but I'm saying like a, <laughs> a huge, a, oh, okay, <laughs> but like a huge gap. I just kind of wonder because some of my my guy friends that I've noticed that have dated older women. Mm-hmm are very immature. Yeah. yeah. And they go for a woman that's kind of like, she's got a kid or two. Mm-hmm. Like, they just know they aren't ready for their responsibility. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, they're like, oh, I got me an older woman, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but then I also notice older men who go after younger women are seeking youth. Yeah. I could see that. And it used to make me mad when younger dudes would, like, try to talk to me. Like, if I'm at a mall and, like, a 24-year-old trying to talk to me, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm old enough to be your mother. Like, not really, but right. I feel like it. <laughs> well, actually, I just like, oh, you think I'm your age? <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> but, boy, no. Yeah, Goodbye. The, the generational boy. gap is crazy. Right. Were you even alive when Biggie and Tupac got killed? Like, what am I going <laughs> to talk to you about? Exactly. Did you watch Rugrats? <laughs> are you afraid of the dark? Goosebumps. What are we going to talk about? Did you play Nintendo with your tongue out? <laughs> no. Nah, I doubt Did you play it. Snake on the Nokia? Right. Nothing. He's too young for you, no. sis. Not I think I think I think the 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 magic age is four to like a age difference of four to five years. Isn't there an equation? Because I used to do it all the time with guys. My dad be like, he better fit in that equation. I'd be like, okay, I know it's like twenty one times seven divided by two or something by your age or something. Where it doesn't seem pedophilish. Yes. Okay. That's funny. Yeah. So you've well, heard of that before. I, I I've heard of I've heard it all. I'm gonna Google it. It's called yeah. the dating age equation. Like, well, here's what I think. Men, I, I've, oftentimes I'll hear a guy say that he wants to date a little bit younger. They're mm-hmm. not necessarily looking for you know women in their 20s. You know these men in their 50s. But I think on average four to five years younger. Um, and a lot of times people their age, especially if I'm working with someone who's um, spouse has has passed away mm-hmm. uh, they want to meet people their age mm-hmm. i've noticed this anecdotally and then on average i'd say the men are looking for four to five years younger okay. or or more sometimes mm-hmm. but i don't i don't usually make matches of people that are more than a decade apart oh yeah because then that's yeah. just kind of and especially and then Daddy, when you start working creepy. with women in their 60s Ooh. a lot of times they don't want to be meeting men that are too much older than them mm-hmm. because then we're starting to deal with health issues yeah. and, and different funerals. generation yeah, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I try really hard to make matches of people that are close in age. I found the equation. Okay. So it's half your age plus seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not what I do. Or subtract seven. <laughs> I don't do that. Yeah, I just that, try to. That don't work. I just either. try to match people based on their looks and their physique and their personality and their religion and their sense of humor and their education and their emotional intelligence. That's all. I read. That's it. I mean, that's it. That's it. That's it. I mean, that's, that's, it. It. That's, that's, it. It. that's it. That's all. I read somewhere that 
the old adage of like opposites attract mm-hmm. isn't really true. They were saying that like it's what gets you excited at first, mm-hmm. but then more times than not, you want to end up with someone that's similar to you with like core values mm-hmm. for the sheer fact that you have to make major life decisions with them. Mm-hmm. And so can you kind of speak on that a little yeah. bit? Yeah, I think core values and I think faith is a huge, that's for me anyway, when I make yeah. my matches, that's, yeah. that's like my basis is faith. Whether someone's faithful or not, or or whatnot, although I'll tell you, in the South, um, it is really hard having a client who's an atheist. Wow. Yes, oh, I have I have one, and it is very hard. Wow. We're the find. Bible Belt, right? We're we're yeah, we're, in the we're, Bible in the, we're in the Bible Belt, but yeah. it's people like, are uh, lead, people are church? leading with faith now. Wow. That I'm when I'm when I'm meeting Amen. them, and it doesn't have to be. I mean, sometimes it's just like a spiritual, not religious even, but for someone to just have no faith at all or don't believe doesn't believe in anything has has been difficult with my matchmaking which is interesting because Mm -hmm. my fellow matchmaker colleagues that are living in the northeast it's like not an issue Mm. and um so it's just curious about that so i love it because um it's an important part of my life um connection in that way and um you know i pray for all my all my clients. In fact, I have a date out right now, and I was like, "Say a little prayer. <laughs> Hope it works." That's sweet. <laughs> you know, it's just sweet. And I, I think, and I often talk about that with my social media. And you know, we're all connected. So, um, yeah, I believe in the collective unconscious, and we're all, and we all have energy that's interchangeable. And yeah, we're all we're all connected. So, um, yeah, I think it's it's just a that's an important part: morals, ethics, and values. And then, of course, sometimes people want to have some things in common, like activity-wise, mm-hmm. and then other things, so that they're attracted to to that. Mm-hmm. Politics has been a huge I bet. issue Ooh, yes. right now. Yeah, Ooh. past couple of years, oh, I'm pretty I can sure. imagine. It's touchy. Like, yes, nightmare. <laughs> Gee, you like did you? Uh, did you? Uh. <laughs> like I liked you up until Til. I right. saw you post something on Facebook. Yes, because I lost a lot of Instagram <laughs> followers and I unfollowed a lot of people. Yeah. I'm like, dang, yeah. I didn't even know who you were. Yeah, right. Can't even go to work and look right. at people this way. <laughs> it's like breaking up families. Exactly. <laughs> But speaking of openness, and then yes. I guess we can kind of wrap it up because we don't want to keep you all night. Although we this are going to bring you back because you got a I'd lot of advice, back. and she's a gorgeous woman, and she's sassy. I love her. <laughs> I wish y'all could see her outfit. She got on this cute leopard dress, yes, pearls, hair popping, lip gloss Kill popping, em. Pompeii purple on the nails, heels on the feet. Oh, she's fly. <laughs> but so... Speaking of that in politics and core values and with today's society being so open, do you work with everybody? So LG, what is it? LG, LGBTQ. Do you work with um, that group of people? Like, are you are you open? So when you say love, you mean love or do you just mean, you know, just man and woman? Like, do our people, would our listeners, you know, we have a lot of different people in different communities. Would they be able to contact you yeah, and have for success? Sure. Yeah. Oh, that's they awesome. Should. They should I'm definitely all about that. Me. Definitely. Yeah, I'm all for it. Before we wrap up, I do have a question that's kind of personal. Okay. Um, what advice do you have to like a recently engaged couple? In terms of what exactly? As far as making the relationship last for the long term. First of all, have the shortest um, engagement time possible in planning the wedding. Really? Because do you not want to give them time, time to run away or something? Yeah. <laughs> 
The engagement itself is one of the most stressful experiences oh, yeah, well, that you yeah, could possibly have with the two families trying to merge together and plan a wedding. So I would say try to keep it short and sweet if you can, because it brings up a lot of problems just from people I've talked to. And then, um, you know, I feel like at the in the beginning of a relationship and during that whole time period when you're still like in that ooey gooey, yummy love stage is track it, do some journaling around it. And really, because at that point, it's just like the two of you. And then like the outside world is, is out there. And soon enough, you know, you start letting community in and and other other things that start drawing you apart from one another. And then, you know, sometimes people have children and whatnot. And and that's when people really get away from their core, their core love. And so I say track it, journal it and really try to get back to it when you're having those difficult nights when the baby's up all night and when you have a, a family member who needs your help and a best friend that's pulling you in different directions. Like always remember to come back to your spouse um, and recall the beautiful beginning times of when it was just the two of you in love and that deep, deep love where all you wanted to do was you know, lie around in bed and just gaze at each other in each other's eyes. And eat cereal when it's raining. And y'all watch the Golden Girls or Lifetime Aww. movies. <laughs> oh, God. So would you mind giving us your social media uh-huh. handles before we yeah. roll out? <laughs> You're so cute. Yes. My, um, on Facebook, um, Carolina's Matchmaker. Um, same with Instagram, Carolina's Matchmaker. And Twitter, Carol, at Carolina's Match. Um, and you can find me on LinkedIn under, I think it's under my name, Laurie Burzak. Um, but you could probably just look for Caroline's matchmaker on LinkedIn too. So you would find me there. Awesome. Thank, thank you so, you so much. much. Thank you so, so much. You guys are awesome. And thank you, oh. listeners, for tuning in to another episode of Goddess Gab. We really enjoyed having you. And this is Brittany Bogue signing out. Chastity Nicole. Goodbye. At Brittany Panache. Later. Later. Bye. Bye. Bye.